What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast episode 242. 242. Once again, the finest cast in all of podcast dumb has reconvened to talk that stuff when I want to know what's going on with anything, anything New York City transit related. Who do I go to? What expert do I trust? None other than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I am very good and it's happy to be here with my family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, the only guy I would ask any questions of is my favorite director, who's also my favorite brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, who do I go to? Who's the man I trust? The one, the only guy we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I simply refer to him as my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, good. Uh, nice of you to drop by. Uh, you know, I mean, I know you're a busy person, but uh, nice of you to stop in this week. It's- Pleasure to well, have you again. Well, you know, um, um, thank you for the uh, for the love and uh, for the accommodations. Uh, I apologize to our fans for last week um, traveling and uh, just the time and the traffic is just bad out there on those roads with folks moving and grooving. Made every effort to get back to the city, unable to, but I'm here today, bright and early, ready to rock and roll with the regular crew. Thank you guys for uh, your understandings and uh, for doing some of the heavy lifting last week that I was not able to do. And hopefully you're defending some unsavory characters like I always do. Who stepped up for me? Somebody, please tell me something. Talk to me. Well, well, uh, uh, you know, your brother made a great point. Now, I'll tell you who defended you. Since we're talking about unsavory characters, I'll tell you who defended whoa, whoa, you. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> My brother defended you and, and your absence. Your brother, on the other hand, was questioning why you did not bring a laptop with you on your travels. Okay, yes, well, first of all, I want to uh, thank, uh, you know, my other co-host, uh, Mark. Thank you so much, man, for uh, being understanding, um, working man, get vacation time. You got to do A, B, C, D, and E. Kind of exactly. surprised at my brother because I was in contact with him. I'm like, yo, I'm on the road. I'm pushing it. Um, I don't know if I can make it, but I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm, I mean, when I say I've got the pedal the, the pedal into the flow and I'm, I'm, I'm boogieing, man, but it was just one of those trips where I had to make more than the unusual stops, not for me, but for the co-pilot. And it kind of got me behind schedule, but you know, nevertheless, man, you know, we fast forward, you know, another day, another dollar. Here we are, man, doing what we do. Big thing. That's super rod, man. You supposed to be like, you know, in and out, even if you had to make stops, this is an ordinary car like everybody else. Uh, well, we people don't need to be involved in all the things. I, I didn't tell them what, what you I got, do, but you, I, I know you lean, got you're leaning, you're leaning in a way I don't need you to lean when we're talking about <laughs> what we're talking, okay? But that was probably one of the times I've traveled, and I've never seen so many police on the road. I'm like, God damn. And I don't know if it was the time I was leaving, because I, you know, I, I gave myself enough time, but the man was out there. And I said, it just ain't way, worth you know, getting no tickets. So I, you know, I had to kind of slow sure, it down you, a little bit. You don't have to defend yourself. Like I said last week, you're on vacation. Ooh. That means you're on vacation. And there's no reason to bring a laptop like these other two old heads would want to do. <laughs> there's no reason to. That's if you're right, on vacation, Mark. 
you're on vacation. And when yes. I go on vacation, there will be no laptop brought to tape a podcast. Just something to let you know now. So whenever that happens, <laughs> and you, and you I love it. Turn, tune in and I'm not here, know that there was not even a thought considered about me bringing a laptop. <laughs> and there's exactly the same thing for you. You don't have to explain about cops being on the road or pulling over. Who gives a damn? You are you on vacation. Right, you're right. So That's right. Their, their old asses want you to be here and show up. And, 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 no, 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 no. Vacation is vacation. No, 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 I, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I, 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 you know, I, I'm reminded of two scenes in two movies. Uh, the Temptations miniseries, when the note was handed to David Ruffin. And that scene where Eddie Kane and the Five Heartbeats was outside the concert in his old clothes trying to sing and get back. So I'm just saying. I mean, you know, these, these things happen. These things do happen. I'm just saying they happen. That's all. Vacation I, I, is vacation. And, and you know what? I'm re- I'm reminded of uh, of Scarface, where uh, Al Pacino takes over. Where it's like, yo, man, you know, I don't want a vena. I don't want none of that. We just want to run the spot. You know, it's going to be a hostile takeover if y'all don't start respecting our vacation time. I agree with you, Mark. Vacation, man. We need to take vacation. Maybe do you want us to put in a leave of absence in advance or something like that? How, how you want this to play out? Leave absence. Hey, listen, I won't be here next week. That's your oh! leave absence. That's, that's all you need to know, and that's exactly the message you guys will get when I go on vacation. When, y'all, when you guys tape on day X, I won't be there on day X. So, so since we since we're referencing gangster movies, I'm gonna go one and say like The Godfather, like Don Corleone said, "When did I ever refuse an accommodation? When did I ever refuse accommodation?" Except well, for mean, this one time when you guys decided that it was vacation time and vacations are a dirty business. I get Just it. Say. I get it. Um, there's another movie. I'm, I can't remember the name of. Oh, Idlewild. Y'all remember the movie Idlewild with um, Outcast yeah, and him? Outcast, yeah. Remember um, Terrence Howard had to kill the boss? Because the boss says when an opportunity comes, you got to take it. Well, God damn it, an opportunity has presented itself, man. You know, <laughs> prices have changed. Things have changed, you know? You know, so we try, I'm trying to work with you. I'm doing my best. Um, I'm not going to take the hard stance as Mark. You know, I do want to do some sort of formal, uh, maybe email in advance, you know, text message, you know, however you want it. But like Mark, when I shut this laptop down and I'm on a, you know, you know, like in a couple of days, you know, I'm gone. I'm gone. You know, I'm not thinking about no, no, no podcast. Exactly. I love you guys, but you know, I will be drinking when I get there. So that's just how it is, man. So, you know, I have never denied an accommodation. In fact, I will always work if I have advanced notice. And, and, and you're, you're, Right now, I've given advance notice, and Absolutely. you are correct, and you are working with me. I thank you. Hopefully, it's reflected in my paycheck. Yeah, you, it, it's, it always it's, is. <laughs> the rate stays the same this year, but I mean, next year when it's bonus time, then you know, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll revisit it when it's bonus time. That's all. Okay, uh, sounds good. You know, uh, so let me ask this question: um, Your travel was it was it warm when you went? Yeah, um, it was nice and warm, um, and we got some rain showers, some real hard rain, man. But it was nice and warm. Yes, I love it. It's summertime. It's supposed to be warm. I don't sure. Yeah, but uh, this is this is warmer than most summers. I, I, I you know, I was reading an article. I, I think I shared with you guys uh, that the, 
or most of the country is uh, suffering under what they call, I think, a heat dome. And we are dealing with heat wave that is, they say, primarily driven by global warming. You know, I hate climate change. I hate when people use climate change. I'll call it what it is, global warming. Climate change is how they get over and try to make you, you know, try to take away the the impact of what's actually happening. The planet is getting hotter. Um, uh, I think we've reached this past week the highest temperatures ever recorded um, since they've been recording. I mean, you know, maybe it was hotter at one time in, in the planet's history, but certainly since they've been keeping records, it's the hottest ever. Death Valley, which is called the hottest place on Earth, has reached 130 degrees. 130 degrees, meaning that if you if you if you left your dinner outside, your raw dinner outside to cook, just left it outside, it would be cooking. Your food would be cooking. Your your you know if you like if you like if you like to cook your 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 meats if you like to barbecue uh you know slow what they say you know cook it <laughs> low and low and slow that would work outside. You could fry an egg outside. This is this is. This is insane. They're saying that they're telling people in Las Vegas, Las Vegas is actually shutting down uh, businesses from 9 to 6 p.m. because it's the hottest part of the day. And again, Las Vegas is in the desert and they're telling people you can't be outside. You just can't be outside. So these places uh, that that bank on on tourism and everything else, that's why I asked you, you know, was it hot where you were, are suffering. In the case of Vegas... You really had to be the ladies of the night because during the daytime it's just too hot to be out there, huh? Too hot yeah, to make that money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's way, way. Too hot to make that money. First of all, it's too hot to even do it. Y'all, y'all be sliding no, off no, each no. other like you know, like somebody stepping on a toothpaste too. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like, AC listen. ain't working out there. No car, I tell you that much. Jeez, yeah, no. Much so yeah, I mean, I mean, the hottest I'd ever been in my life. Uh, I remember. I never forget. This is probably this is maybe twenty some odd years ago. I had to go down to Houston, Texas, and Houston was in the midst of of one of these these prolonged type heat waves. And I arrived in Houston uh, probably that afternoon. I forget what day it was. Like I was there for a week, so I must have got there like maybe Monday, Tuesday. And I got there in the afternoon, and I got out of the you know you, you know how how it is when you go to, you step out of the airport in some of these places. You walk through the airport, it's cool, and all of a sudden you walk through the uh, the doors, the revolving doors. You step outside to get the cab or whatever, or the rental car, and the heat just like it punched me. It did wasn't hot. It actually, <laughs> I felt like I got snuck. You know, like somebody stuck snuck up on me and stole one. Um, and it was like 95, 96 degrees and climbing. And this was like about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, it finally reached, I think it crested at about 102, 103. And then I, you know, I, I you know, gone, you know, from uh, the airport to, to the hotel I was staying in, uh, checked in and, uh, you know, I was performing down there. So I checked in and I stayed in the room, you know, the AC on. And then, I, you know, I left to go to the club. Now the club was like right next to another, like uh, it was like an entertainment area. So you had the comedy club and there's like a bars or something like that right next to it. And so I do the shows. There's two shows on, on, on that night. And I leave the show. It's probably after midnight. I'm still there. I, when I got back to my, my hotel, the temperature had dropped down to a chilly 94 degrees. <laughs> this was like two or three o'clock in the morning. And then, and then, you know, 
you started up the very next day, it was the same thing, the same pattern. And I, you know, you go and it was, it was amazing to me because you'd see nobody on the street. People would just literally park their cars and they would walk inside buildings and stay or, or, you know, anywhere you could walk inside the air conditioning you were. I saw very few people working on the street. I saw one or two guys uh, doing like, you know, street work, street construction, which I couldn't even imagine. They had like the little uh, things you wear around your necks, those little portable uh, air conditioners or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was so hot that week that when I got back to New York, right, my body had gotten used to being in, in an oven. When I got back to New York, uh, about a week later, I flew back and I get out, you know, get out of the airport at Newark and I step outside and I'm like, holy shit, it's freezing out here. It was 85 degrees. <laughs> and I get in the cab, <laughs> get in the cab and the dude has the AC on. I'm like, yo, dog, you got to turn that off. I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> it's freezing in here. I, I was, I was actually shivering. That's how, because the temperature my body had gotten used to was so hot that 84, 85 felt chilly. Like I needed a sweater. Yeah, like but, I needed a hoodie to wear. But our bodies adjust to, to the weather. You remember as kids, we used to be outside in 90 plus degrees and it didn't bother us. We played, play, play, sweat, play, 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 you know, and we, we, we went on. But as, as you know, you get older in life, you know, your, your body's going like, nah, we ain't doing that no more. Remember we, the days you playing team tag and punch yeah. ball and slap ball and it's hot. And we would go to the store, get the sundew drinks, drink Ooh, it, go back and yeah. play. That's what we did. And kids, when it was hot. Yeah, and remember this. And when you got home, there wasn't no AC. You, you, you had the fan in the window blowing hot air at your ass, man. So <laughs> it wasn't like you was we done got spoiled, man. Cause I I remember I'm 16 years old and I'm playing in a basketball tournament called Citywide, and it was five boroughs, right? We're playing a team, ironically, called the Sun Devils. It's like 101, 102. We're playing on the uh, east east side of Manhattan. We only got five guys because the rest of those bums who say I never let this go decided to go to go to Great Adventure and leave our our, our asses. You know, with wait, 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 wait a minute. You mean you mean people that were depend that you were dependent on decided yeah. they wanted to go do something else? Let me be real clear. <laughs> Stanley, Kelvin, Dez. Okay, I call their names because I did it at a party on these cats. We were supposed to have 10 guys. There was a bus trip to Great Adventure, but we knew we needed this game so we could get a nice seed in the playoffs. Everybody said they was coming, and it was only five of us there. Ironically, we're playing a team called the Sun Devils, and they were good, but if we had everybody, we would have killed them. The Sun Devils pressed us the entire game. We never held the ball, ever. We had to hold the ball to win. We started this thing called the wheel, just a stall, just to get out of there. And they pressed us like it was no business. And guess what? We didn't have Gatorade. You had to go to the, the, the fire hydrant, cup your hands, put some water on it, and then you put it on it and it just dried up. But you didn't feel that heat. And then when you got home, there was no AC. Keith knows, unless you guys had AC at 16. We didn't have AC at 16. We, you yeah, go in your room. Yeah, we did. You had AC? It was did? At, 80, at 16, no. I, when we At that point, I was living on Long Island, so no, we didn't have it. They didn't get AC until we moved no, out. Of but, no, no, we had AC in, in, in Brooklyn. In Linda Plaza, yeah, in Linda Plaza, yes, we did. Oh, get we out of here. Okay. We, we had a big old fan. That's we, had we had a big fan over window. that we you know, put we in the window. You would push, the, you push the window up. <laughs> you stick this big ass fan in it, and you push it down, and you and, and it just blew hot air. 
but you didn't know no better because we didn't know AC. So you get in and you rest. You're like, damn. And then you fast forward now. And I'm, you know, you guys know I'm not an AC guy, only in extreme emergencies where just I got to cool off because it hurts my back. I just can't live with it, man. Like right now, I got a fan going on and I'm good with that. Nia has the AC rolling. And I hope she knows that she will be chipping on this month's electric bill. But she has it rolling and she likes it nice and icy cold. But I need that. I need that payment from her, man. I really need that because bills, you know, things are expensive, man. But it's hot out here, man. You know, stay cool. Stay cool. I think the big difference. Yeah. And, and yeah, we did play outside when it was hot. And we certainly, you know, I mean, we, we weren't out in the sun all day. I mean, we played and sometimes, you know, you found a place to hide in the shade, uh, even if it was on the benches or whatever. Uh, while while in the in the hottest part of the day, I mean, most of us in the hottest part of the day, we played outside late, and as the sun was going down, and certainly early, but as in the hottest parts of the day, even back then in the summer, you know, as kids, you know, we found our ways inside other people's houses, other people's apartments, or or in the shade shady parts of of the uh, yeah, parts of, of the, the uh, apartment was hot hot too here. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying, we had the AC, so we can go inside. Um, you know, the hottest part of the day, and then we would go out. Yeah, and and certainly, like, I mean, we found other things to do. You know, even in the inside, hanging outside in the hallway in the building, like you know, in the stairwells, just chilling. Uh, Um, so, so that's different than where we are right now. Right now, uh, and this is why, like, like they say, these places are like heat sinks. Las Vegas, for instance, because they built up the city. And it's all concrete. Uh, and most of these, and like places like Phoenix and places in Texas, the 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 heat from imagine like it's, it's like a barbecue grill. The heat from the sun heats up these buildings, heats up the concrete, heats up the asphalt. And it used to be in the desert; it got chilly at night because you know the heat would radiate radiate off, and and the nights would be cool. So you could go from like a hundred some odd degrees in the daytime to like you know 60, 50 degrees at night. But now in these cities, in these urban centers, that the stone is holding the heat so that it never truly cools off. So you're starting from a higher heat point the very next morning. And so it becomes oppressive. Um, And that's that's where we are right now. And I I read an article about uh, the temperature, the water temperatures in Florida. They're saying that the ocean is hotter than it's ever been. Woo. Like hotter than it's ever been they would so the guy gave uh, a comparison he was saying that when katrina hit the power of that storm the only reason katrina kind of uh downgraded slightly was because as it got closer to land uh the the water temperature was cooler closer to the land but the ocean temperatures for katrina were 80 some odd degrees the current ocean temperatures are 10 degrees higher and what i'm told is that for every degree and temperature, water temperature, you add 15 to 20 miles an hour for wind speed. So if we're 10 degrees hotter than Katrina, and that means 10, 15 to 20 miles an hour in wind speed, that may be talking about another 120 miles on top of, of a storm. So if you're talking about a, like a killer storm at 175 miles an hour or 185 or 200 miles an hour, add another 100 miles to that. And they're saying skyscrapers are built to handle sustained winds of 170 miles. So that means we're already crossing that threshold if we get a storm. And and 
and I forget what the reason is saying. Somebody was, was trying to explain what the, the reason why we haven't had the storm season yet, but it's coming. It's coming. It is coming in, in a big way. And I don't think people are really, really prepared for this. And for the longest time, you know, people have been warming about warning, not warming, but it was Freudian slip, warning about global warming. But it's it's upon us. It's real. And and I think about my son and my my nephews and my little cousins, and they're in for it, man. This this is not going away. This is not going to be better next year. This is going to be increasingly worse. Um, you so know, Anthony. Yeah, what you're saying is we're going to have more hurricanes uh, mm-hmm. coming in August and September. Those, those are hurricane seasons, if I'm correct. Right. So not not have- just more. We've always had a lot. I'm talking about the intensity. So, you know, you're talking about what used to be category ones, category twos. Now category fives are going to be like the norm. And then they're going to have to change the categories uh, because the, the the current measuring is is out of sync. It's going to be off the charts. So you're going to talk about category. They don't have a category six yet, but they will in the category seven. And a, and a hurricane being able to knock down a skyscraper is something I don't think anybody's prepared for. I mean, seriously, just knock it over, tap, topple it. Damn, I tell you this, man, you definitely know how to mess up a wet dream with that goddamn report. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear him, Keith? My kids and my little cousins and my nephews. Oh, Lord. Oh, it's going to be bad for him. I'm like, God damn, man, really? You got me shook over here, and I'm afraid, man. Damn, just you know, saying. That means can like you bring it Florida. Down a Damn, sure. that, that means Florida, um, that panhandle down there. Yep. They'll be the ones that get it hit really hard then. If the storms do yeah, come that the, way. The, that, it all, but we could get hit, hit really hard too. I mean, if the storms, you know, you know how I mean we watch these storm tracks. I know you know, Mark, from watching, you know, from 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 you know, directing the news, you know, storm tracks, it all depends. All these things happen, you know, they come off the coast of Africa, they travel across the ocean uh, and they come through the Caribbean where they, they warm up and they intensify and, yeah. and just Thanks, almost man. like, like, like throwing stones or, or throwing uh, frisbees. Sometimes they'll end up in the panhandle. Sometimes they'll hit uh, Florida on the West coast. Sometimes they hit them on the East coast. Sometimes they'll spin out and, and roll up up the coast. I mean, Sandy was one of those storms. We may be, we may become nostalgic for a storm like Sandy. We may say, damn, you know, I wish we had them storms like Sandy again, because the storms <laughs> are the, the storms that are coming are going to be so off the charts. You'd be like, holy smokes. I mean, like, we're literally like just wipe out cities, just like level cities. And, and you know, not only are we talking about the wind, but the most damage from a hurricane is caused by the storm surge. And Florida yes, is sinking. The, the water levels are rising um, wow. right now. So so in places like Miami, sometimes the water doesn't even go down. I mean, Miami will be underwater in, 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 in 20, 30 years. That's what I'm saying. When I say, you know, my sons and my and my nephews and my little cousins, we're talking about their lifetimes. They're going to see some stuff that, that they could not imagine. Mm. So yeah, it's real, and and I know somebody's planning on going to the Caribbean. So, um, <laughs> hey, my, breathe that life jacket. <laughs> you know, and and, and, the water and, and, and like I said, you you definitely know you you definitely a spoiler. I mean, we we could have had this conversation on our show 
when I got back, man, you know, now you got me thinking like, damn, is it worth the trip, man? Shoot, I go over there and get jammed up, man. Sure. This, might, this might be one of them last shows. That's why I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> trying to get it out now. So we'll make sure, you know, we, we could. Oh, oh God. I, I'll be all right. Thank you, though. Thank you for your support and, uh, <laughs> you know, your, your forecast. I appreciate you, man. But everything going to be all right, man. Everything going to be all right. Yeah, be singing them songs. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, you know, as I said, I mean, you know, we're we're in the midst of a heat wave now. I mean, I you yeah, know, I've been outside, um, you know, on a regular, and you know, I you know, you, you guys know. I mean, when I travel in the city, I mean, I, I I barely move my car if it's parked, it stays parked. You know, so I'm in the subways, and you know. Holy smokes! If you if you standing in on a subway platform or like the hottest place, I think in they say Death Valley is the hottest place in in the world. I beg to differ. I think the the forty second Street Lexington Avenue line <laughs> waiting on the six or the four and the five is probably hotter than that. It's, it's hot too. They don't have like an air conditioner. They have like a, a fan system. Fans down to there. exhaust the hot air, right? Right. But they're, they're, they're not effective though. No, it just blow hot air, and you be sweating. Everybody got their shirt open, ties open, down, and right. it, it's terrible down there. I, but I, now, Anthony, I do understand. But underground now, you shouldn't see a lot of homeless inside in the trains. Correct? They should be outside now, right? No, they up. They they, yeah, they came up top. They came up top. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they came on deck. They got they got me down, down from Although I saw yesterday, I was out. I saw somebody down there. I had to go uh, get my brakes done yesterday, so I, you know, dropped the car off and I took the subway back home. And I go back down. I'm seeing. I'm I'm walking downstairs and I see somebody standing by the, like, the bottom of the staircase wearing a down jacket. I'm like, yo, whoa! <laughs> this yeah. homeless person. I said, let me get this person a wire bird because they wear the down jacket and this. You know, and I'm ready. I'm I'm damn near. You know, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm ready to strip naked. That, that's how hot I was. Right. I said, you know what? They cra- they they crazier than, than normal crazy. Okay, Anthony. <laughs> quick question: In your travels yesterday, did uh-huh. you see the young boys have hoodies on? I need to know this. No, uh, they had hoodies on, huh? I didn't see no. Uh, then it's not, hot. No, then no. it's hot. Then it's hot. Yeah. The gangsters was not wearing hoodies. You know, if they if they if they plan on sticking sticking you up, you can see it because the, the, you know the, the gun was stuck, tucked into tucked into the uh to their basketball shorts. <laughs> you know, you can, <laughs> you can see the hammer sticking out. You know, and and the white beaters. There was not no do rags, no hoodies, no it's nothing. Hot. It's hot. It was it's hot. it was hot, man. Anthony, no bonnets either. It's not <laughs> no bonnets. Uh, no, wait a second. I'm sorry. I did see one one young lady with the pajama pants and the, and the slides on and and a body. I said, "Yo, okay." Oh, not, not on the train. Not on the train. No, nah, right? no, not on the train. No, nah, she was around. outside. Okay, yeah, walking around. Outside. Going to get I a bacon egg like, and cheese. Going to get a bacon Probably, egg and cheese. Probably, yeah. Get that laundry, go, go to the laundry mat trying to get herself together. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Damn. Yeah, no, I, it, it is definitely, um, it is definitely, uh, like I said, it's, it's, we're, in, we're in a different space right now. We're in a different space. We, yeah, I, I, you know, I, and, and, and it is kind of frightening and, 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 and Mark our words, and I'm not saying it's just you know, for our sake. I'm I'm saying it's for all of our listeners because I think you know uh, I, we have listeners all over the country, 
uh, apparently in, in Europe, they're dealing with, with the heat wave that they, they've never experienced before. Even in Beijing, they're saying that's the hottest it's ever been. Uh, so the planet is hot, man. I think the only thing that can save us right now is like a big time volcano or something like that to blot out the sun for about five, ten years to cool us off. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we in bad shape, man. Well, this, yeah, this- the solution is we'd have to give up a lot of things we don't want to give up. That's ACs and tech, not technology. Oh, yeah, yeah, technology and certain machines we used to have and that's caused some of this greenhouse effect. And None of us is willing to give up the AC or um, certain uh, carbon-producing things that that, have, that has caused this. So one of the solutions I've seen, I saw something, uh, gosh, I'm not sure which channel I was watching. Nonetheless, you're talking about the uh, the uh, the cities, how they are hot in there right. because of the concrete. And with, also with the storm surge, what really kills you in, in, the, um, in the case of hurricanes. There was a video I saw, and this stuff was amazing. It was concrete that was almost like, I don't know how do you describe it? it typically, you like when you have these big waves come across to the shore, they wash over the concrete, and eventually it buckles the concrete, and that's how the water sort of, sort of, sort of travels the streets. They showed this video, this, this concrete that they cre- created that essentially was like a a filter like they poured all this water on it and it just went through the concrete like it was nothing and they showed that the corresponding concrete like you know this is the new stuff this is the old stuff and they're using this to build like next to boardwalks and to next to like beach areas so that instead of having the water just you know cascade over the concrete and into your streets and into your cars the water cascades over this concrete and it goes through like it seemed like a magic. I thought like David Blaine type stuff. It was like, how the hell is all this water going through this concrete and it's still concrete? And it's it's something they're looking to do that would help in some of these beachfront, low-lying areas because that would stop all that, you know, water from just cascading down Boulevard X. It would hit this this concrete and just go into the ground like, oh, how the hell? That's the solution because we're so probably, we're probably so far past being able to really change the climate, the climate within like, say if we did everything they said possible, I don't know if we would make a change in the next 10 years. Right. That's you're I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Cause th- that's really what it's going to take. It's going to take, uh, innovation as you described, like it, yeah, that's the first I've heard of the concrete. There's a couple other things that I, that I've been reading that, that people are trying to innovate, uh, one would be, you know, as part of this infrastructure, check this out. Someone said we should start like in all buildings in New York City, all buildings in places like Las Vegas uh, and Tucson and Phoenix and these desert places and 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 in Texas, paint the rooftops white. Think about that. Like yeah, it reflects the sun. That makes sense. It refle- yeah, it reflects the sun. It keeps it. It would start to cool the surface. There's another. Uh, and I was trying to find out if these people ever got financing because I wanted to invest. There's there's a group of people. There's two women. There's a, a husband and wife. They were like uh, engineers, scientists, and they created a, a like a replaceable road surface, almost like remember like Hot Wheels track. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they created this hard glass type surface that could be uh, built like Hot Wheels tracks in sections, and it was a solar panel. So it was, in other words, the surface of the road was solar panels. 
So so imagine if you if all the highways in New York City were covered in the solar panels, you you wouldn't need any power at all to have like the uh, the traffic lines. You just they'd be like LEDs. You would set up the traffic lines. Uh, the the extra solar uh, energy would be used to to power the city. Plus, uh, you wouldn't need salt and all that other stuff because you just turn on the heater elements in, right. the, in the road surface to melt the ice off the road, and that water, as you said, Mark, would drain off. This was like, a, and they did it for like a town. They, they, someone gave them money to to do a mock up experiment, and it was insane. It was it was great. They showed how this thing would work. If any time, like if there was like a like a accident, a truck accident, or highway got damaged, instead of having to you know road grade the whole road, you just take out the broken sections and replace them. Click 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 right back. That's the kind of innovation it's going to take for for. Uh, infrastructure for America to get right, but then it's going to require, you know, government to say, yo, we got a problem. We need to fix it. Like I said, those kinds of things where if, if, if you paid, uh, if you gave the city like $5 billion just to have, that would give jobs. Just have some dudes go up there and paint a reflective paint on the rooftops of all these buildings. You know, you can still have, you still have your tar or whatever, but just paint a reflective paint over the rooftops to give that that uh, that reflective surface that would kind of take away that that radiant heat because again in places like as I said like the deserts um, in Vegas especially like Vegas what if you just painted the street like you know just had a surface covering on the streets you know that would be more reflective that's all like during the daytime so you would reflect some of that heat so at time over not over time the city would start to resume, uh, lose that residual heat. It could cool down because, again, you're talking about, like you said, Mark was saying about the energy use, you know, greenhouse gases and everything else come from from energy usage. So if your energy usage is used to constantly cool an ever-increasingly hot space, you're going to use more and more and more. It's, 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 a, uh, it's a lose-lose. But if you could suddenly cool a space, uh, without using the energy, then you could reduce those costs. You can reduce those gases. I mean, you know, it, would yeah. like solar panels be able to do, that, do the same thing as if they would paint the rooftop white? Well, that's the idea. Yeah. If you now let's just say, for instance, let's say you had a reflective solar panel. Yeah, that that would be even better if you put solar panels on the rooftops of all these skyscrapers. Just imagine. Just think about Manhattan. Oh my gosh! And if you could put solar panels on every rooftop in Manhattan. Reflective solar panels on every rooftop. And they, what they say is like currently uh, the way the solar panels they have, they don't they don't necessarily reflect, they absorb. And so what they do is they actually create uh, intense heat on top of the area that's so like these these solar fields you see. Yeah. Uh, they say that, that the air above it is, is, is superheated. But let's just say for, for argument's sake, instead of uh, putting a solar panel on every roof, let's just say... Uh, they use those those they could lay that that track over let's say the city streets you know street at a time bing 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 all of a sudden now uh the energy used that would be gathered during the day could be used to light the city at night uh and that would that would go a long way to reducing uh the constant cost but but certainly uh it would be easier and far cheaper and far faster just to be able to go and have some dudes with the white coveralls, with the uh, paint rollers, paint that reflect the roofs, you know, just paint the rooftops. Just to say, listen, the That's city funny, of New York, it, this is what it seems do. logical. You would think. I mean, we all know, you know, the 
the, the light black colors absorbs the heat and the white reflects. That's why you, you ever see somebody out like when these blazing hot days wearing all black, you're like, what's going on? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, usually <laughs> you want to wear something light and light, light fitting and right. light colored because it sure. doesn't the, the absorb the heat. That's why you would think that would be such a a logical step that, and in, but you think of us or because we live in, we grew up in New York and see those flyovers or those black tar roofs, you go, man, you would thought that would have been like an easy fix. Like not even, it doesn't take 2023 to realize that that should have probably been white or something like that. I, that seems odd that that's just sort of been like a revelation. Like, Hey, we should probably do this. I mean, you know, again, you think about like, uh, like what you've seen, like in these, 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 these desert, uh, or, or arid places where you know they use the you know the adobe and the brick and everything else and 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 like the terracotta roofs or whatever to 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 you know remove the heat. I'm again because we get um, we have four seasons in the Northeast. Yeah, of course, you know, like in the winter, yeah, in the summertime it has a benefit. Maybe in the wintertime it it would have the ex- exact opposite benefit. But I think that if you, I think on on a on a Net plus, I think we be, you, we benefit more from having our roofs painted. Certainly, certainly, if not here, then in places, as I said, that that are in the south, that get a lot of heat, like L.A., that constantly gets you know uh, sunshine year round. Florida uh, and these desert places would certainly benefit from some sort of 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 intervention. Because right now, as I said, it's this is this, you know, you know. All the red lights are flashing. They're saying that the ice caps and all of that. Oh my god! Red lights, and we can't live this way. And and if uh, they're saying that uh, the hotter the water is, that you know, I mean, I've I've been like reading all this stuff because I'm freaked out by it. Uh, they're saying that the hotter the water is in the oceans, that you have what they call coral bleaching, which means that the coral oh, yeah, reefs yeah. die, and the coral reefs die. That means all the fish and everything else and that whole ecosystem that lives by it. They die off. So now all of a sudden you're talking about, I know you like your salmon, DP. I no, love he's, it. <laughs> he's right here. May not be no more. You know, <laughs> you know uh then we need to get this under control, man. You know, this this here got to said, stop. I got to have that, man. Sure. I know Mark, they say that the, the, the sharks are right off the coast of Long Island now. They said yeah. like, like yeah, hundreds, the and hundreds of sharks. They are, and because two things, we've made <laughs> It's like a good and a bad thing. Here's the good thing. The good thing is the sharks are here more readily because we've uh, cleaned up the waters off of Long Island so that the prey came back, their, their food supply. Part of the reason the sharks weren't here before because there's no food here because the water's so polluted. Well, now we've cleaned up the waters off the, the beaches in Long Island. Therefore, the fish come back. Therefore, the sharks come back. And that's sort of like the, the good thing. Hey, we got we cleaned up the water. Therefore, sharks are back, So that, which means that you won't be able to go out or drift out as far into, into the um, to the beaches as you used to because you know you may see a fin out there. But that's a good thing. We it's it's a problem. That we it's weird. We're right. reporting it as a it. problem, but the real thing is it's 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 good. We've, we've cleaned up some of the water about the whales and stuff like that, and the porpoises, you know, going up the Hudson River, which means that the river is clean enough that these mm-hmm. that they're, they're swimming upstream and, and everything else. I mean, well, I mean, I guess that's good news. If you're a serial killer on Long Island, you need to get rid of some bodies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got the wood to get double, man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if, if, uh, 
most of America is aware of it. It's certainly a local story, big time local story here. Uh, this guy Rex Hurman, who was you know selling, I, I guess he's he claims to be some sort of architect and uh, building codes expert, because <laughs> apparently for the last 10, 15 years, whacking uh, sex workers. Uh, on Long Island, he was calling these uh, escort services and 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 killing uh, uh, sex workers. And for the longest time, they they were finding the bodies. They found started finding bodies in about 2010. Some guys, some some uh, canine uh, police officer was trained doing the training, and they, they the dog said, "Hey, look, I found some." And they found one body that led to another body that led to another body, all wrapped in uh, burlap camouflage, hidden out there on Gilgo Beach out on the uh, east end of Long Island. And uh, South Shore, east end of Long Island, they found these bodies. And, uh, you know, this guy has been arrested yesterday. I mean, as you start to read through it, it's insane. The whole, the whole, I mean. There's nothing cool about serial killers, you know, but then you realize how fucking batshit crazy some people really are. This guy was calling prostitutes. He was uh, murdering them, then burying the bodies, then using his cell, their cell phones to call and taunt uh, the victims' families, you know, uh, just, just, just craziness. And then you see this guy, and this is some dude that lived right in the neighborhood in Massapequa mm-hmm. Park. The suburb of Long Island, uh, Nassau County, and uh, you know all his neighbors were like, yeah, no, we used to see him. We just thought he was a regular businessman. He go to work every day, went to the train station every day, but he was calling uh, these escorts from work. He worked, I guess, in Midtown, worked in Manhattan, uh, calling escorts from work, arranging rendezvous, and then when they they came out, he would you know have sex and then kill them and then uh, move on. And also, the guy he, um, when you look when you look at his picture and. You would say no way, but he and and and, I, and I'm trying to word this the right way with this guy. He's hiding in plain sight, going about his business every day, like he's not this serial killer. And I was listening to the news uh, today, and they say he's now a suspect in a fourth killing of a young lady that they found out there in this Gilgo beach. He's married. He's got two kids. And they, when they showed the neighborhood, as you stated, you know, suburban neighborhood, you know, just a normal guy. But when they did the research with the, uh, the burner phones and he, he, he left the pizza and that's how they was able to get the DNA. And as you mentioned, um, in the, in the warm-up session, the wife had transferred over there, and that's how they were able to connect the dots and start following this guy. And you like you looking at him, and they did the search on his computer, and that's where these 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 sickos don't realize, man. That stuff is never lost. It's out there in cyberspace, and with some of his searches with the kitty porn and the the sadistic uh, pornography. You knew exactly what he was into, and that's what kind of put him on the trail. And now he's being held with no bond. And you like, you 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 go out there, and it's just a sick person. You go out there, and you you, you cross the line, and you're soliciting, you know, the uh, the prostitution. But you ain't got to kill these young girls, man. And you know, God knows what else they're gonna turn up and start linking him to, because it's too much time with between years of him not, you know, another body not showing up that they're not going to be able to connect to this guy. You just don't get that out of your system. He's sick. 
he's going to keep doing what he's doing. You're just going to find more people as time goes on. Yeah, I think I think you're 100 percent right. I mean, he he is definitely uh, yeah. It, it's not like a, a one and done. No, I'm gonna try something it's different. Yeah, no, it's yeah, right. <laughs> right. He's not OJ. He's not OJ. Yeah, no, he's hey no, hey, hey. He, this this Stop is talking about the Jews. You gonna defend that? You defend OJ now, man. Oh, uh, why are we talking about a serial killer? You gonna defend OJ? That's <laughs> right, the Jews. God damn it. Go ahead. Yeah, so no, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, I, I don't believe that that yeah, they found the four bodies, and you know, right now he's pretending, you know, he's 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 confessing his innocence and everything else, <laughs> trying to beat the case. But once once they lock him up, he's gonna you know confess to other stuff because I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of 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 unsolved cases oh, yeah. and missing persons mm-hmm. that that will eventually you know come to him. I mean, it was it was simply by accident that they they found this guy i mean it's like the police it took him you know we're talking about crimes that happened over 13 years ago these are the crimes that that he's being charged with that happened over 13 years ago uh that they're just now after 13 years trying to you know you know get a break and 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 put together and some detectives you know trying to figure out what's going on and i'm not sure you know whether it was just a function because they were were uh sex workers that nobody you know gave the cases the, the 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 true attention they needed. But I guess once they found those three bodies and started to notice a pattern, the, the women are all uh, similar size and build and, and, and uh, it looks like he's, you know, of a type. And then just to get the, you know, the, the, the lucky break, you know, from, from DNA evidence where, you know, they, they started to triangulate, as you said, Derek, you know, they have these burner calls and they started to triangulate the, the calls and the locations of the calls. And they kind of narrowed it down to these two areas, the area where he worked and then the area where um, uh, he lived. And then someone saw, he, apparently they figured out he drove a, a Chevy avalanche and they noticed that the avalanche was, was present at one of the uh, mm-hmm. victims homes or victims yeah. locations. And then some, you know, they started to piece all this together, but think about it, uh, 13 years to piece all this together and to finally come to an arrest. And as you said, the pizza box things box thing to me is the wildest, you know, where they, they, they took his crusts, you know, and I guess they found that the, you know, it's like some CSI shit where they found the DNA cells on the pizza crust. The, you know that it, you know, I, I guess you should eat your crust. I guess that's the that's the lesson there. You know, <laughs> some people don't like to eat the crust. I guess now if you're a killer, you got to eat the crust. Look, um, like the crust. He doesn't look like a guy that's built for jail. You know what I'm saying? No, he's definitely not built. He's a big he dude though. He's about six four. He can be six and, four, and he got but... some weight on him. He got some weight. He got some weight, man. Derek. He's gonna kill himself. He, he can't do that big. That's it. No, he can't. When do you've that been big. out here living the life he's been living, and now all that's gone. I think he's fifty nine. He can't do that time. He, you know, he, he, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein and him. He, he'll hang himself. You know, he's not going to trial with that. It's too. It's too much, well, man. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't really hang himself. No, well, he, just, oh, he just fell oh, on the roof. You know, come on, with your conspiracy <laughs> theories. The guy hung himself. He couldn't do the bit, man. You know. Okay. <laughs> I guess y'all, y'all uh, saying time, now they didn't want his secrets to come out. He didn't want to, they, they didn't saying, want to talk. That's one of in the modern times. That's one of the very few times that there was bipartisanship going on in the world of politics. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, no, he he definitely did. He, he definitely Jeff, Jeff, I mean Epstein didn't 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 off himself. 
You know, it's like like it's like the dude that's found in the trunk of a car, stabbed twenty two times with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah. You know, somebody saying it's the worst case of suicide I ever saw. No, no, that's not, that's not what happened. I, know, I don't know if you guys ever watched the Blacklist, but that's what that's kind of like based on. Derek, you know, they make you think he hung himself, but you know, they had some yeah, people come in there and visit him, and some other people just walked away, even though they might have lost their jobs, but they were uh, well compensated for their, their for what they did for the country. For the country, uh, y'all so cold, man. Damn, we cold. You, def- you two minutes ago, you was defending OJ. How you gonna defend OJ? If it don't acquit, if it don't fit, <laughs> it must acquit. Oh my god, that's all I know. All right, listen. I don't know what happened with. I, you know, uh, I, I was defending OJ way back when because I, 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 you know, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And just because you know, uh, number thirty-two, he was having issues with his with his old lady, uh, and and you know, whatever, I kind of gave OJ the benefit of the doubt. OJ is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I do believe, I do believe in OJ's case. I, I I'm willing to go as far as to say that he may not have killed her, but he certainly knows what happened. Definitely, I and I think, that, and I think that you know, his son. They always said there was always a, an implication that his son Jason might have been uh, the one responsible, but OJ knows what happened. I'm not saying he did it, and I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying whatever happened, he knew exactly what happened. Agreed. And he, and he kept Agreed. his mouth shut, and that's for, what he's supposed for to do. Reason. You know, you know, he's a part of it. You know, so that's why I'm saying he didn't do it. You know, like that. But he knows exactly <laughs> like you said he was on it. And remember what yeah, he said, bro. man. It, 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 he said when they had the shoe the shoe print, he said I wear them cheap ass shoes. I wear Bruno Magli. I wear Bruno Magli and stuff. You know, so we want you to know well, he stay fly. The, the, they showed him wearing the Bruno Magli. They showed him wearing yeah. the, the nice <laughs> on the glove. But like I said, but the shoe print wasn't a pair of Bruno Magli. No, it was. It, it was it, Bruno. It was. That's how they knew. That's, that's what. It was. That's how they knew it was Bruno yeah. Magli. That's what's that. No, man. That's I don't. It. We 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 gonna have to revisit this, man. Because if because it is if it is a Bruno Magli, if it is a Bruno Magli, <laughs> God damn it, he did it. I, I gotta change my position. He did. I mean, we we're not debating. It's not circumstantial. This is what was proven. So I right. okay. He was wearing yeah. The, the picture show. He said I didn't wear any those ugly ass shoes. Then they show him wearing those ugly ass shoes. Yeah, <laughs> they know, show him at a game. Bruno Magli. Juice, the Bruno Bagley. Juice, yeah. I got to get off your bandwagon, man. It's the new information has arrived. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> off the I'm off the bandwagon. I'm off the bandwagon. Oh my god! You know, I, 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 the juice did it. The juice did it. The juice did it. Sorry, juice. New yeah. information arise. Yeah, thirty old, yeah, twenty five year old case. But yeah, okay, it's, 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 it's new to you. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, now as I said, I mean, um, you know, the country may not be fascinated by by this uh local case but i mean serial killing serial, i mean it's always a you know nationwide just it's a, nationwide a, news. yeah just, a, oh, just a, a, an insane topic uh just to just to study i mean people you know podcasts are built on some of these these true crime type deals and this this to me is just as you said it's fascinating because this guy is literally living in the neighborhood he's the guy you walk out to your car every week you washing your car you know, and he's washing his tools. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, you washing your car outside. He's washing the trunk of his inside. You know, oh, to make sure you know, all the all the evidence is gone. Uh, but yeah, this is just this is just bananas. You know, this is the these are the people we live next to. You know, you you just never know who you who, you know who's your neighbor. Who you know the guy. You know, you see him every day. 
he's got his kids. You know, I you know I kind of I'm kind of though on 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 Mark's thing. Don't nobody know how can you be doing this kind? How can you be living that kind of foul lifestyle and 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 engaged in the activities you engaged in, and nobody catch you? Yeah, nobody see. A lot of people do. I mean, that's just. Now like, a lot of people are not killing four and five bodies and 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 living their regular life. I mean, you ever have y'all ever seen that uh, that documentary, The Iceman, about Ted Kuklinski? Yeah, yeah, that was really good. That's that's the most frightening shit I've ever seen in my life. I, you know, like the, the Exorcist and that that, that documentary <laughs> are the two most frightening things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that guy was stone cold, stone cold killer. Uh, that you would see and not think anything of. Yeah, there are certain people, Anthony, in in this world that we live in, that just kill people just because they can do it and they know they can get away with it. And like you said, live in plain sight among everybody, wave to you in the morning, and next day, next week, they're out there killing people. Because to them, it's like a sport. You know, yeah, right. They they like they like to hunt people. Yeah, it was was a Kevin Costner movie. I think it's called Mister Deed. Yeah, Mister Deeds. Yeah, Yeah, Mister Deeds. Same same thing. I mean, it's just there are people. I mean, we kind of you know, quote unquote, know our neighbors, but yeah, sitting there chronicling chronicling everything they do, or even just people go about their business, and a lot of times they hang, you know, it's just in plain sight. Nobody's thinking about what they're doing at X time in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's just. You know, I'm not my Especially business. Especially not on that level. Moving. You're not thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, that's another thing. It's tough to bring your mind to to the crazies of people. I mean, you can say, hell, yeah, such, such, you know, he cuts his grass every day at, or every Friday at X time. That's an easy one. But if you say at, at, at X time, such, such goes and kills somebody, you're like, well, nobody does that. You know, that's, that's, that's how your mind fills in the gaps. It's sort of like, it's almost like, um, it's, it's probably a bad analogy, but it's similar. It's like when you write something, and then you proofread it, and you think, okay, it's fine. Well, your mind fills in the gaps of the words and the things that you were going to supposed to write that you didn't write because that's what you're supposed to see. That's when somebody else reads and they go, oh my gosh, you got all these spelling errors. You go, I didn't, I didn't see that. And that's sort of the same thing. If nobody's expecting to see a serial killer when they walk out the front door, but you do see the person goes to the mailbox and picks his mail up, that's normal. But you don't see the abnormal. Yeah, 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 no, um, absolutely, one hundred percent. What's the show? Um, Criminal Minded used to come on CBS. Right. You ever watched that? And the serial killers that they would go after were ordinary folks. Women, men, it didn't matter. And how they, you know, would get these people to come to them or how they would just kidnap them off the streets and stuff. This is, and you gotta remember, TV tells you the real story of what really is going on in the world that we live in because that's what it's based on. So you think people with these type of minds and how they doing this, it's really real. Yeah, no, I mean that's why they're fat. That's, that's, that's why I said that's why they're fascinating to to the majority of, of Americans because we can't we can't fathom somebody who uh, is into hunting other humans for sport or for sexual gratification or whatever whatever it is. You know, it's just it's just. Uh, off the charts. Uh, before we go, um, I don't know if you guys watched it. I watched it the other night, uh, last night, in fact. I watched the Wilt Chamber Goliath, the Wilt Chamberlain documentary. 
No, I no, didn't, I didn't see, see it. Yet. How was it? On what? On, what, on, what uh, on, on Showtime. On Showtime. Okay, I gotta watch uh, it. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's like I think it's like a four part documentary on on the life of Will Chamberlain, and it's funny because <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy. You know, for years, you know, uh, I certainly uh, admired Wilt's dominance in terms of of the 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 NBA record book, but I was never a big fan of his because uh, of something my my late aunt said about him one time, and I was a kid, I was impressionable. Uh, it was an All Star game, must have been like in early seventies, and he was playing, and my aunt said, "Ooh, he looks like he stinks." My aunt Becky, oh, and God. I was like, and so, <laughs> and so for the longest time, you know, I could, I, you know, you know, you like you seven, you eight. I could not, I could not separate that, 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 <laughs> that image. The funk, the funk, the funk. I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. And then, you know, I'm watching the documentary last night, you know, and I, I, I it purged me of that silliness. <laughs> um, but you know, I didn't realize. Um, what a a unique and complicated individual this guy was you know and i i think um he became a a cartoon caricature because of the twenty thousand women statement which apparently uh i learned uh yesterday was was something that the his book he was writing a book about his life and the publishers wanted them to him to add that line to add that thing in there. And he was like, well, that's not really true. Uh, but the publishers insisted that he put it in there. And so Aww. remember, think about it. He had to defend that, you know, everywhere, everywhere he became the joke. That was the, that was the thing that we took, you know, forget his basketball legacy, yeah. forget his athletic brilliance, you know, as a track athlete and all of that. Wilt Chamberlain and 20,000 women are in, you know, inextricably linked for his, his life. And and it wasn't true. And he, I think he he had the biggest regrets about having said it or having had to deal with it. And remember, when he wrote the book, he was doing the book tour, and uh, the twenty thousand women thing was out there. And then another thing happened just about the same time, and Magic Johnson announced that he had contracted uh, the HIV virus. Right. Wow. And so now they were coming at Wilt, you know, with the casual sex and don't you care and whole nine yards. So, yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating documentary. If you get a chance to watch it, uh, certainly watch it. We'll chop it up about it next week. And and I want to get you guys takes on it. I'm on it. We're going to do that. All right. Morning, boss. I will watch it when I get around to it. Don't give me homework. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? When, I'm, when I'm done watching it, I watch it. Stability, I'm just saying, it's a great documentary. You get a chance to you watch just gave it. Me homework. I got yeah. I got real work to do. I'll get around to it when I get around. I like my documentaries. I'll probably watch it, but don't give me homework like I have to have a deadline by next week. When I get around to it, I get around to it. Uh, am, I, am I mistaken? Oh, did I just, I, was that a homework said, or was that a recommendation? You said uh, watch it. We'll chop it up next week. We'll chop it up next week. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, homework. You got a homework. You have to get it done by a date. <laughs> it's a deadline. I, 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 I work for deadlines. I don't do pleasure for deadlines. Hey, hey, hey you get a lot of pushback. Aunt, here, you Anthony. keep really no. He keep reeling in now. Keep Mark is consistent. Don't give him nothing extra. He don't want no star next to. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking a laptop. I'm not doing none of that. Just cut it out. Don't give it to me. Let's move forward. Wrap the show up. I want nothing to do with it. He's consistent, Keith. I'm telling you, man. The minute. Anthony tries to slide something in there. Mark is on it, and he shuts it down. I got to give him his props, man. 
Props, cuz. I, I, I think this is based on something when they were um, kids, Derek. Yeah. You know? This goes back to somehow. See, if you ever notice with Anthony, uh, you know, starts it, oh, and we slept in the same room. Oh, my favorite brother. He's trying to butter this cat up, and Mark is not forgiving him at all. At all. I don't know if he was picking on him too much, but he's letting you know beef is beef. You go ahead with that, with that, that nonsense if you want, but I'm not doing it. I like it. I like it, man. You need to apologize to him for whatever you did to him when you was a kid, man. He's not letting it go. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, you know, join us next week uh, when <laughs> the four of us are back, uh, my cousins and my least favorite brother. Uh, we'll all be back here on Power to the People. If you have not subscribed oh, to Power God. to the People, make sure you do. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. You can find us anywhere. And if you're too lazy to look, just ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Power to the People. Also, if you, you got Pandora in your new car... You can easily find us there. Uh, you can also find us on social media at Power to the People on Facebook. A lot of people are listening there. A lot of people are giving us likes there. You can also reach out to us there. You can also find us on, well, temporarily at least uh, for the uh, next couple of weeks until we slide over to probably threads. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pow to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S. I, 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 Twitter is horrible right now, so uh, we're probably going to make the move to threads, even though I can't stand Mark Zuckerberg either. I hope you heard me, Mark. Uh, so, yeah, we'll probably be over on threads. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, but if you can't find us in any of those places, find us back here next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.